Today, even if you're single or if you're falling in love or if you're in a relationship or if you're married or if you're divorced, I think we're always in the position to be a learner. We can always learn something in on our journey to be more like Jesus Christ. Um, a week ago, my wife and I, we were walking in the, in the city for two hours. And then all of a sudden, my wife said, oh, I, I want to make my eyelashes. And I thought, yeah, why not? Well, we were walking together, and she said, oh, it takes only 15 minutes. So I sat down in a restaurant, downtown Zurich, and behind me were some young people. Have you ever sat in a restaurant and you were able to hear everything while the other table is talking? I was in that position, and all of a sudden, a young girl was saying to the whole group, hey, six weeks ago, I met the man of my life. He is so awesome, he's so beautiful, and we were together for six weeks, day and night, we posted, we phoned, we did everything, actually. And, and last week, he phoned me, and he, 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 he kicked me out of the relationship, out of the blue. And she said, I feel so sorry. Because I opened up my heart, we had sex and everything, and I felt he, he's the one. But now he just left the relationship for another girl. And I was like drinking my coffee. Okay. I'm still married, but okay. And then she said, the next dude I will met, I will do everything different. Have you ever heard that? The next one who I met, I will do everything different. And then she said, I am very hurt and I'm very disappointed because I opened up my heart. And this was the moment I felt like this is happens all, all the time around the world when a relationship breaks down. Actually, what happens is we have a backpack and all of a sudden we have an unseen disappointment. That means the next person who we met, it doesn't matter if he's is beautiful and awesome, anointed and blessed and has the calling, there's always something between him and me already because our past defines always our future. And that's why I love the pyramid because the pyramid says actually don't start with sex in the beginning, start with God Almighty. And let's have a recap about the pyramid that you understand what is the pyramid all about. This is Hollywood. All this, you see something, you bump, boom, then comes the physical, comes the sex. This is the mindset. Then what happens always comes emotion in, in the game. This stage lasts only 18 months. You want to introduce that girl, that boyfriend, to your friends, right? Then comes the interpersonal. The 18 months of emotions is over. She hasn't changed. In the beginning, you were blind, but now you can see. And that's always a shocking moment. That's a lot by a lot of relationships. After two years, they break up because you're realizing, we're not fit together. That's the stage where a lot of people say, we need God. We need a miracle. I need spirituality. But you try now to carry God. No, it's not I carry God. God carries me. And I think the best thing to start a relationship, get right with God. Get right with your issues. Go to counseling, to a small group, pray for each other, and be released and free. Then build up strong friendship. We need friends in the church. They love us, and they make us better. Then go into the romantic part 
See the man and the girl and the woman and be so on fire. And if you get married, then comes the last part, have sex as much as a day gives you possibilities. So I hope you understand the pyramid, actually. This is how Hollywood starts. And we, we learned, actually, we had, let's start with God Almighty. And here's the point. Every relationship that broke off in your life, we, we, we carry like a, a hidden bag. And in the bag are a lot of topics. And I want to explain to you, these topics are not small and minor. But after a while, it brings even down if the relationship here with God is strong, brings the whole pyramid out of balance. For example, you have a ex-girlfriend, but you still have the phone number and some pictures and a lot of things. If you have this, you bring the intersocial here. Out of balance, you do see this? Or for example, you get mobbed in your school by soccer. Even though if the relationship with God is strong and solid, check this out what happens, it's getting always very dangerous. Or, for example, you're growing up in a family and your dad has never said to you, you're lovely, you're beautiful, you're awesome, and it's very hard for you if you find a partner to open up your heart because your experience in the past was not awesome. And then you bumped into a girl and you've broken your, your, your values, actually, you had sex with that girl, oh, or boyfriend. <laughs> and now check this out. The pyramid looks weird. And even though if you're a believer, people say, oh, but I'm a believer, God is in my center. Even though if God is in your center, it's a foundation. If you don't get right with all those small minor topics, it brings the pyramid out of balance. That's why even though if you're a Christian, it doesn't mean you are better right now. We have better because we have a heaven. But right now, a lot of people, we carry hidden issues we don't understand. They are so powerful and they're hindering us for a strong and healthy relationship. So Pastor Sana, what are some issues? Yeah, we all know about unhealthy areas in our lives. We have it on screen listed. I would love to read you some of them. Eating behaviors, for example, alcohol, sexuality, bad habits, self-esteem issue, pain, addiction of any kind, inferiority, pride, anger, rage, and so on and so on. The list could be very much longer in our lives where we have some issues and unhealthy areas in our lives. And the good news is, it's not meant that we just get rid of all this in one moment and that life goes on not before we have solved any of this problem. But God tells us that little by little, He's working in our hearts through the Holy Spirit and makes us aware what unhealthy area hinders us to become more like Him. Little by little, the Holy Spirit is leading us to the topics that we are ready to, to go through and to kick it away and to solve it in our lives. And a picture from the Old Testament is 
for me is very helpful because when the Israelites were in front of the promised land, God told them in advance that they don't, that he would not um, empty the land in one day from all the enemies, but little by little. Because if not little by little, then the wild animals would, would increase and, and then destroy the whole land. And the same is true for our own lives. We have these unhealthy areas. We all know about unhealthy areas in our lives. But God is working with us and through the Holy Spirit. We will become aware of these areas little by little so we can solve it with the help of Jesus Christ and uh, one of these area that was uh, popping up in our own lives in our marriage was the area of traveling Leo traveled before and it was totally normal that I stayed home with the boys but since the boys are grown up now even though they still live with us um, I felt more and more somehow uncomfortable and challenged with the topic that I should rather be traveling with him than staying at home. And uh, all of a sudden, oh, my backpack is open, ready to remove things. <laughs> so all of a sudden, this traveling became an issue and we were bumping together. And what happened is you can say, he, he's the problem because he travels. He should stay home. No, you are the problem. I can never be the problem. I'm, yeah. I'm the solution. I know. You, you are a positive thinker. But um, in relationship, we can think that the frustration is because of him. But instead, it's because of the backpack I have, because of the unhealthy areas in my life. Or I can think, um, I would love to have a different relationship because then my problem will be solved. But these are all lies. It says in, I've, uh, yeah, it says in Romans, um, in Romans 13 verse 13, it says, let us behave decently as in daytime, not carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and, I forgot how to pronounce it, debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy, which means we should we should bring our backpack before God and solve the problem and not point out and not let it be in the middle of our relationship. I hope you understand. This is often when you break up the relationship and you don't solve it and you don't go to God and then you solve the small minor issues. You always bring your story into the next relationship yes. and that's actually not fair. What happens in your past will define actually your future. That's always a lot of couples. I, I'm not a problem because that's my story, what happened in the past, but it's between you and me. You and me. And that's the position where the devil is happy about it. Because he wants to split. He wants to divorce. That's, that's the power of the devil. But God's issues is always come to the cross, lay it down, and be released and be free in the name of Jesus Christ. And about that topic of traveling, we discussed it, we found solution, we, we, we agreed that maybe he flies out before me, I fly out after him, and then I come back earlier. And so we could find a way how not a problem longer stands in between of the two of us. Very smart. Yeah, very smart. I can so, you imagine staying at home every day? This is flipping boring. Traveling, it's the new cool. 
Yeah, so I'm very happy of Corona because then you had experience how I feel staying at home and how beautiful it can be. So we solved the problem. We have three other topics and the Siebers, the Michi and Sarah Sieber are here with the next topic. Come on. Woo! Ever since I was a little girl, I carried around a backpack and the name of the backpack was sexual abuse. And as a young woman, I walked with this backpack into a relationship with men. And I couldn't really say no to sex because it was like a, a line that was um, passed and I couldn't draw the line and say what I want in my sexual life. So I went my way, I came my way to the church and I met Jesus for a really new, in a new way. And I also met this beautiful guy next to me. <laughs> <laughs> we bumped into each other in church. And as you can see, we were young, we were very attractive, hairy. Very. We were, uh, uh, yeah, attracted to each other and we fell in love. And the more we fell in love, we also got to know, to know each other's stories and that over and over bumped in Sarah's story. And uh, her story of abuse and uh, relationships was like a huge ghost between us because my story was totally different. I decided already as a small boy, together with my grandfather, that I would wait with sex until I met my, my wonderful bride that I would marry one day. So I didn't have any relationship, I didn't kiss any other woman until the day I kissed Sarah. She is, she's been and she still is the only one that I've ever kissed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's my story and we bumped into each other from a whole totally different way and when I started to to really talk with God about that he put the mirror to my face and he said you you have a religious pride because of course you waited that's fine but you your thoughts and your fantasy are not always that pure and I realized uh, I also have a big backpack yes and uh, just before we met really God restored me and it's a miracle when I stay here today, it's really a miracle. He's, he restored my sexual being as a woman. He, he gave beautiness to, back to me and he even restored my, restored my body. And this is such a miracle and I'm so thankful for it. Yeah, it's a huge miracle. I realized that God is doing a miracle and I saw it in Sarah's life, but still we bumped into each other and I sometimes had the question, why didn't I get a woman that waited as, as well as I did? And God challenged me and I realized I have to decide. Either you walk away from Sarah and you wait until you find an untouched princess, or you decide yourself, you decide for Sarah with her story and, get, and be part of what God does and restores in her life. And that was a nugget, that's like a treasure that I found. The moment I realized I want to stay with that beautiful Sarah, and I decided for her, I realized God is a God of restoration, not a God who honors everything we do right. He is also a yes. God of restoration, yes. and that's a nugget and a treasure I got to know through Sarah's story until today. And you know, uh, of course God did a miracle in my life, but then, we began to have a relationship. So our sexuality started all over again and we had to find out how to define the lines. And I, I discovered the, 
the purity, and this was also a treasure, the purity that Michi brought into our marriage, that it's so, it was for me such a well, well um, feeling. It, I, it was that I could say what I want and I could get better and better. Yeah, this was really a, this is a treasure I found. So as you can hear, we all carry our backpacks and we've come a long way. It's not always easy. We tell that in a few sentences. It was hard sometimes. <laughs> and, um, but we realized that yeah. when we put our burdens to Jesus, he lets the backpack grow smaller and smaller. And if you want to have sex, you want to get intimate and it's better if there's no backpack. So uh, with Jesus, the backpacks are smaller and smaller and you get intimate and closer to each other. Yeah. And what's up in your life, Leo and Time? <laughs> oh, come on, tell come us on. about your life. <laughs> oh, yes. So next year, we are married for 20 years, and in the beginning, we were so in love. Yeah, we were so in love. We were so hot, actually. <laughs> I was so blinded by you. By you. And uh, I had these big pink glasses on, and I couldn't see uh, how big our backpacks were in terms of... Um, Talking, arguing, arguing and uh, discussion. Mm. Because I'm a man, I talk myself to clearness. I need a discussion. Yes, and you, you are really a lady, do. you think yourself to clearness. Yeah, and I, I always thought he's so impulsive, he's always loud, he always loves to discuss. I thought he must be quarrelsome somehow. And I always gave in to every little um, argue. And you went, went to sleep, yes. we had a discussion. And you just said, oh, I can't stand the fight. I go to bed now. And then she went. And I was. <laughs> yes, I thought sleeping is the solution for everything, which is not actually. <laughs> so, we had a big problem. And we knew we had have to do something against it if you want to keep this marriage alive. Yeah, we, it really became a huge mountain. And we, were, we knew uh, divorce is not an option. Murder, yes, but divorce, no. So we have to go through that together. Yes. And then I went to counseling. You went to counseling and I um, took a different way. I had a lot of talks with my best friend. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, I tried to visualize how a good argue should look like. How it would be um, if I would be able to stand up for myself and not go to sleep every time and give in to every little argue because I, I knew um, there is power in the mighty name of Jesus as we sung before and I, I took this strength, this power from, from Jesus and then I, I made little steps into the direction which Very I wanted steps. to have myself, Very. which was for example, when we had an argue, um, I didn't go to bed but um, I stood the fight, I was getting loud as well. In so, the beginning, very unnatural. Yeah, it was very unnatural, very, but, but I developed something with little steps into the direction, direction I wanted to go. Yeah, and like Michael said, now we, we tell that in uh, three minutes, but it was a really, really a hard journey together, mm -hmm. and we are at a different point. And here in James 1, verse 19, a great, sent, a great verse, my dear brothers and sisters, 
take note of this, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And we made that a culture out of it. If someone drops an idea in our marriage, and that keeps our marriage alive, if we have a lot of ideas, we have a lot of crazy ideas. Yes, yeah, for example, he wants to have pigs in our garden. Yeah, I would like, like to have mini pigs. pigs. And uh, like this idea, if, somebody, if someone drops an idea, the other person needs to be at least for some minutes open-minded for that idea. Yeah, the rule is, if some one of us drops um, an idea, the other one is not allowed to do like, oh my God, you and your ideas, um, think about this and that, the money, and who is looking after the pigs, for example. But just listen and, and let it sink, and then sometimes um, it dies, <laughs> and sometimes there is um, coming something out of it. Yeah, small steps, and now we are at a different point. Cool, that's our point. Now, Paige and Nicoline, what's your point? Yeah, so we have a little bit of a different story, and we're talking about our finances and a bit of the baggage that we brought into our marriage with our finances. So when we were engaged and preparing for marriage, we did a pre-marriage counseling, which I recommend for anybody at any point in their relationship stage. And we took a test that kind of showed us where we might have some trouble areas. There was and just one. <laughs> <laughs> and, there, and the one that came up was finances. And it categor the, the test at the end categorized me as a spender and it categorized Nicklin as a saver, uh, which made him very concerned. Very concerned. I, I saved all this money. And then I met this girl and there were two places to get coffee just next to each other. And one place cost $5, and it was good coffee. And the other place cost 30 cents. So obviously, I get the 30 cents coffee. And this spender, she went and got $5 coffee four or five times a day. Oh my God, not that, no, no like once least. a day. <laughs> sure, sure. And I thought, how am I ever gonna earn enough money for her coffee? So that was a big issue. I was so concerned. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what was funny? In many things, God, we had to work together through issues, but this was one of the issues where God really pointed the finger back to ourselves. Yeah. And it was funny how both of us got convicted by God on our own baggage mm -hmm. of what we brought into the marriage. And actually, between us, we didn't really talk about finance at this point. We haven't had an argument, but we had some quiet strong battles with God with our own baggage. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. God really protected us. And because we had done this preparation and we knew this could be an issue zone, he really just showed us ways around it and it would never became one of the, we dealt with many issues, but finances yeah. was not one of them. But what was interesting then a few years later, one of the ways God dealt with me is we got a bit comfortable in our finances and I wanted to start making our home more comfortable and that's where I like to spend my money. Am I alone here? Does anybody else like to make the house comfortable? Thank you, thank you, thank you. So yes, thank you. So we, so I started like redesigning and changing things here and there, and but it was just constant. I everywhere I saw like, oh, I could update that, I could update that, and I was praying about this one day, and I just felt this uh, this scripture in Romans 12: Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through total reformation of how you think. 
And it goes on, and it's an incredible scripture. But God challenged me to, t- to take a year and not spend any money. Amen. <laughs> on, my, on myself, on myself. I could still get gifts. Some people were like, did you buy yourself food? And I'm like, yes, I fasted for an entire year. No, I bought myself food. But I didn't spend any money on myself or on the home or anything. Um, and it was such an amazing year, actually. It was amazing. Um, I looked for reasons to get other people gifts and to be generous. And I took my eyes. I knew I couldn't even have the option to change anything in our home. And it was so freeing. At the end of the year, I was like, I think I could even keep going in this. I didn't, to be honest. But it was an amazing <laughs> inward challenge. Yeah, and, and for me, I thought I was just being a good steward with getting 30 cents coffee and cheap everything. But after a while... Paige also told me that, you know what, it's more than just being, it's not just being a good steward. For me, finances was a lot to do with fear. And recently I became a dad two years ago, and the pressure to provide was really heavy on my heart. And I noticed that all this time I had this big backpack that I didn't realize that I had it on. And I, more and more, I calculated more and more, and fear got a bigger hand more and more. And then God challenged me and said, you know what, at church, weekly, we have this offering moment. And for me, I made sure that not just do I have the automatic payment, but to do it here weekly. And that helped me so much to overcome my fear. And it was amazing to sit here in church just like you. And every week for me, it was a step of faith where I said, you know what, God, you are ultimately the provider. I am not the provider of my family. Yeah. I give you my finances. And in, in Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek first the kingdom yeah. of God and his righteousness, oh. and all those things will be added unto you. Amen. And for me, this weekly faith exercise was amazing yep. to throw my back to Jesus. Amen. Yeah, yeah come on. Woo-hoo. Amazing. So maybe if you're single, say, okay, that's the point. I don't want to be in, in a relationship. It's too complex. But here's the story. Everyone, you bring your, your, your story into a relationship. You bring your story into your small group. You bring your story also to the church, to your family. And what I love about all those stories, I think sexuality, communication, and money, it's the three big, big areas in every relationship, in every family. Uh, and I think the good news what you hear about it, you have to talk about it. You have to address the issue. And not last but least, it's the cross. I believe that the cross is the place where we bring all our stories, all our disappointments. We lay down our relationship, they, they broke down. We bring all those things, maybe having me live in impurity. The cross, it's the power and the symbol of restoration of things. He can restore certain things in my life. And that's the difference between the world. The world will say, okay, I made a mistake and I will not do it again. We Christians, we learn God forgives us and we live in grace. Grace means we don't deserve a new beginning, but God gives always us a new beginning. And I really do believe in the bottom of my heart, the cross is not only a symbol, it's the power where things in our lives can be and will be changed. I don't know you, what is about your package. Maybe you growing up, you have been misused in your own family and you're here right now or you're watching the online or the podcast a little bit later. There's a lot of, of points in our lives and I really do believe my bottom of heart, we can have a get free moment. I wanna close with a prayer and my point is learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. Forgiveness is not fair, but God is good. And I believe when we start to forgive, 
we bring us to a position where we can have a restart. And I want to ask you to stand up for a moment, live and online. And I want to pray with you three prayers. I want to go into a great free moment because I had this on my heart to close the message, not just with an ordinary prayer or with a good prayer, with like a, a story. I want to pray for three things, for break the bond, for a divine identity, and I want to pray for a new freedom in Christ. And before I do that, I want to, I want to ask the Holy Spirit for a moment that he comes with his anointing power, that miracles takes place, that you are able to forgive, that you're able to let go, whatever happens in your life. Father God, I'm so thankful that we are here together. No one is perfect, but we believe in you. You are perfect. And the devil has gained so much room and authority in my life, in my past, because things happened in a crazy way. But I will not give the glory to the devil. I want to give the glory to my God, my creator, the one who will be and always was and will be. And I want to lift up right now in faith the atmosphere that when I lay down certain things, certain occasions and moments, painful moments, that you will and you can heal me in a very, very simple prayer. And right now I want to ask you, everyone, and we are all on the same level in the same boat. Everyone has a backpack. Everyone has a past. Not everything was smooth in your past. Maybe things happened, it not, was not even your fault. Like a sexual misuse or a spiritual misuse or a misuse with violence. All those things, they have a negative impact on our journey. My first prayer is break the bond. In the name of Jesus, I renounce every ungodly bond between myself and now mention the name which was created by, what was created, what was the, who was the person. And when I pray this prayer, it's not to say this person is a wrong person or this person is, 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 is the reason, but you have to address the name and the occasion, what happened. It can be painful for a moment. Maybe you always push it by your side. You don't want to handle that issue. But we are Christians. We have a spirit of, we look into the mirror. We don't flee. We don't run away. We don't neglect it. There's a name and an occasion. Wherever you stand right now and online, in your heart, mention that name. Mention that pain. Maybe your heart was broken, you feel like ripped in 1,000 pieces. Can be a misuse in your own family. 
I want to break this toxic bond of mind, body and soul, and release myself from the destructive consequences right now there's a name the name is Jesus Christ He's above all the names when we lift up the name of Jesus Christ everything starts to shake because his name is able to release me to free me right now and my past will not determine my future my future belongs to God Almighty my best days are not behind me they're always in front of me and right now, in authority as a leader, as a preacher, as a teacher, as a senior pastor, I break this down. I release this thing from your soul. I release what happens in your spirit and even though in your body. Some people right now, you're sick because there's a connection between the misuse And very living light now, I break this down in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not just a name. It's the name above all the names. The sweetest name of all the names. The second thing of my prayer is my divine identity. I reclaim myself, my thoughts, and my feelings from him, her, them. I reclaim everything I have lost in this relationship. What have you lost in the relationship? Maybe you have lost your purity. Maybe you have lost your heart, your commitment to the local church of giving. I don't know whatever you have lost. The devil comes to steal, to rob. Don't let the devil steal or rob. That's the devil part. Don't allow that. And here's the thing, you're not my, you're not my mom, you're not your mom or you're not, you're, you're, you're not your dad. We should honor our parents, right? Because God has used them to bring us on earth. I honor my parents, but I'm not my father and I'm not my mom. My father had the alcohol issue. Alcohol is a big thing in our, in our family. And I said, I'm not my father. I'm not an alcohol man. I'm not drunken with alcohol. I am drunken with the Holy Spirit. I am drunken, yes, but with the Holy Spirit. I'm not drunken how the world drinks. I drink how the church drinks. It's the Holy Spirit. Hey, take the things back. Wherever you are in, in closing your eyes, just proclaim it right now what has the devil stolen what a person has stolen from you maybe your trust your sexuality your money call it back 10 times 20 times 100 times call it back We are the head and not the tail. We are not victims. We have a victorious spirit in us. 
I want to ask you a question as well. Where should you give up? Where should you give back everything? Maybe you have also give back to a person. Maybe you have broken someone's heart. And now it's time that you give it back. You ask God for a healing power in their life. Have you disappointed anyone? Ask right now the Holy Spirit. I give back everything. Mention the name of the person which I have robbed from him, her. Give them throughout his relationship. I want to ask you, Father God, you know my failures and my mistakes. And I want to ask you right now, bless those persons whom I have disappointed. Maybe I was unfair. Or maybe I was unfaithful. Or maybe I was the one who ran away. Ask God right now that He blesses those persons. Give those persons the best, the peace back. Always when you do like a prayer like this, I always feel in the ancient world is a battle is going on. It's like a fight because you winning land for God and the devil will not give you the land just like this. It's always a fight. The devil destroys true relationship through our parents. Now it's time to take back the land, take back the blessings of God. The last prayer is, size your new freedom. In the name of Jesus, I renounce every power and darkness that has come into my life through this relationship. I will not accept the darkness in my life. I will not accept that those packages remain in me. I will not allow them. I don't allow them. I don't give them a position. I cannot build their roots. I now step into the freedom of God has given me. Thank you, God, for loving me so much that you paid the price on the cross so that I can live in God's freedom. First of all, I break down what hinders me. Secondly, I receive my new identity in Christ. I will have everything. But now I proclaim my freedom. And I'm standing here with a new Leo, a new beginning, and all my backpacks, all my stories are not here. They're hanging on the cross, on that place where all those topics belong. 